0: Woo! and we are back new listeners welcome returning listeners welcome back i'm on my john salvatore shit. if you couldn't tell shout out to him on the john effect and john and jackie and the pod panel which i believe will be making a return very soon if you're listening to this show and you listen to the pod panel and you're wondering why there has been such a hiatus You can blame me. We were supposed to record last week, but I had some issues and this episode is going to address those issues. So before we get into that, I will say please use the hashtag GaySidePod when you are listening to this episode. If you have something to say, you have some commentary, you have questions, concerns, anything of that nature, use that hashtag so that all of that can be grouped together real quick we're gonna move on to the come quick segment I'm gonna come sir oh yeah so for this segment I wanted to highlight really really quickly a podcast highlight uh, Kevin Dwayne over at the Outline podcast you guys have heard me talk about him he's one of my podcast favorites one of my favorite podcasts you have heard us collaborate on this show and I've been on his show Uh, He's doing something new where he's highlighting some of his favorite podcasts and this podcast, Gay Side Stories, had the honor of being the, I believe, the first of his showcases. So I wanted to give a huge thank you to Kevin. The feeling is definitely mutual. Like I say, I listen to The Outline every week. I have a small list of podcasts that I listen to faithfully. The Outline, The John Effect, The Read, um... Those might be the only three that I'd make sure I listen to every single week. That's not to say that I don't listen to a lot of y'all's podcasts, but just depending on what's going on, I may not catch it every week. But I can definitely say those three I listen to every week. So to be highlighted the way that he's doing, I really am appreciative of it. You know, it's exposure, a little bit more exposure to his audience and it's just nice to be recognized for what you're doing by your peers you know we can sit here and say all day i run on my own batteries or whatever the fuck kind of phrases y'all use where you try to pretend like you never need any type of acknowledgement from the people around you but it does feel good i'm not one of those people it feels good to have that acknowledgement. So, shout out to him. I can't wait for the next collaboration. You know, some maybe sometime this year we can do something. And to highlight that, happy birthday. I believe his birthday was on the 9th. And I sent him my favorite uh, Stevie Wonder birthday meme. So, he got a little bit of a kick out of that. So, you guys, make sure that you are checking out the outline with Kevin DeWayne. Go to kevindewayne.com. He has a lot going on, writing and photography, and he's just a jack of all trades. So shout out to him, you know. Maybe, maybe one day when I get to Atlanta, we can go and get a, a vegan meal. I'll, I'll try it out, I guess. Next up, uh, we knew it was coming, but congratulations to everyone who had anything to do with Black Panther. It has now reached the $1 billion mark worldwide. Um, I don't know what to say. Like that movie is so incredible. It's so important. We've been talking about the movie since it dropped, but to just have the numbers behind it is just incredible. And let me, let me say this to all of the people who, I don't know if you guys just don't know how the world works or if you're living in bubbles, but this whole idea that now that. We, quote unquote, have invested a billion dollars in this movie. We, quote unquote, need to invest a billion dollars in ourselves. I want you guys to understand that that billion dollars, number one, is worldwide. Number two, it's not all black people. You, you guys do realize that there's only about 35% of black people going to see this movie. Like we, Our numbers are not that big, especially in the United States. I don't know where you get this idea that it's solely black people or ninety-eight percent black people who are going to see this movie and who are putting the money into it. But I just need y'all to, to let's land on reality, okay? Wakanda is incredible. I wish it were real. It is not, and it's not solely black people who are going to see this movie and throwing money at it. Like I've saw, I've seen the movie four times. And none of the times that i have gone to see it were there only black people. It was a theater full of black people. The last time I went to see it, and it was only like three of us in the whole theater because it was the middle of the day on a Friday, there was an old white man and one other black guy. Like Hispanic people are going to like, it's a culmination of peoples going to see this movie. That's how it got to a billion dollars. It's not only black people so that we can now turn around and say well if we have money for this we have money to invest in our please shut the fuck up and learn how the world works first of all learn our populations we are lit it seems like there are more black people in the world and in the united states than there really are because our impact is so huge but there are not that there. there's not enough of us to invest a billion dollars this quickly in a movie okay white people are going to go see this movie hispanic people all kinds of people are going to see this movie and it's a billion dollars worldwide china came in because it just now got released in china and that's what tipped it over the billion dollar mark it may it probably was going to anyway but hey china is there all these countries all over the world people are going to see this movie they're not all black you know and and you know what I'm, I'm not i was gonna get a little bit deeper but you know you have to learn how not to let the hoteps drag you into the hole of iris or whatever they call that shit where you are trying to defend things and make sense and they are adamant about not making sense but swear that it does make sense so we're not going to do that instead we are going to say congratulations to Black Panther. Shout out to Ryan Coogler, shout out to all of the actors, the additional writers, everyone who had anything to do with this movie. Thank you to Disney and Marvel for putting the the resources behind the movie, you know, giving Ryan that 200 million to make this movie. And also, A Wrinkle in Time is out. Like I said before, I'm not familiar with that story. Apparently, it's a book that A lot of people read when they were in school i've never even heard of it but i'm going to see it because i stand for ava duvernay i just haven't been able to see it and you guys will understand why when i get into the main topic but shout out to a wrinkle in time go see it it it's not a fully black movie and it's one of those things where they're gonna be pitting it against Black Panther because it's two black directors. So hopefully you guys want to see it this weekend or you're planning to go see it at least once. And let's give Ava and her, her vision the same opportunity. I mean, obviously it's not a superhero movie. It's not a Marvel production. It's not going to do the same numbers as Black Panther, nor does it need to. It can stand on its own. It's something completely different. Plus, you know, who don't want to see Oprah and all them like weird ass blonde wigs? Like, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So, anyway, that's that on that. And let's move on. Girls are talking, girls are what up, Poppy? Yes, indeed. What up, Poppy? Okay, so here's what it is the last week I've been dealing with a pretty substantial health scare. So, if you guys. Couldn't tell for the past, what is it, March? I wanna say maybe three, three and a half months, I've been dealing with some kind of sickness. I've been coughing a lot on air, sounding like my lungs are on their way out, and it's just not been good. So that all came to a head. Um, I thought it was bronchitis because I had a really bad cold at the beginning of, or close to the beginning of everything with the coughing and the, the hacking and the the mucus and all of that nasty stuff. So I thought, okay, I'm just sick, it'll pass. But that cough, that that mucusy cough stayed. And um, from there, it just kind of went downhill. And it all came to a head last week. The next thing I know, I had some physical symptoms you know i I, i'm not going to get into the the specifics and the details of what's going on but i'll give you the general the general gist of it i guess i had some physical symptoms that i had not had before that i've never had before and i said "Uh, something ain't right you know i was like okay I, i i'm home i missed a lot of work from being sick already but at this particular point These things were just, it was too much. So I was trying to call and get in with my doctor, my primary care physician, and that's been a rat race. I still haven't been able to get an appointment on the books with uh, that office because they don't like to call people back. Like, what's the point of having an answering service if you're not gonna actually call people back? Like, why am I wasting my time giving my information to whoever the hell is answering the phone If nobody from the office is going to call back, like you're a doctor's office, I get it, you're busy, maybe even understaffed, but I'm not calling for the hell of it. Like I'm calling because I have a mental, a mental, I have a physical health issue that I would like to have addressed. So it would be nice even if after a day or two, I could get a call back, maybe even an email acknowledgement. Hey, we know you called, we're a little busy, we're gonna get to you tomorrow. I've got nothing. So that has irked me quite a bit. Anyway, So that was last Friday, when I was trying to get in with my doctor. I had emailed and then I called, it was just a mess. So Saturday I was just, you know, sitting here and I was like, you know, there's no way I can wait for my doctor. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to get in. They're supposed to call me back on Monday, which uh, fast forward, they never did call me back. And now it's the next Monday. Um. So I said, push come to shove, I'm going to have to go to the ER. Now, I have been dreading this because I have never been in the hospital a day in my life. Like, I've never broken any bones. I've never had surgery. I've never had to go to the hospital except to visit someone that was in the hospital, which is very rare because I don't like it, or if someone had had a baby. So the last time I had been in a hospital was when my friend Nikki had her baby, so shout out to them. So I was I was nervous, you know, and I'm nervous about my insurance because it changed in October. And I'm like, oh man, I, I really hate to have to go to the ER and then I'm going to have all these medical bills and it's just going to be a shitty ass mess. Anyway, all of that was foolishness, obviously, but you know, When you're in the midst of things sometimes you have a way of trying to convince yourself of not doing something for the the dumbest reasons and that's where i was i had to work through it because if i if i wasn't there mentally then it was not going to happen so i worked through the issues that i had and i said you know what people have medical bills every day be like it's not it's not gonna stop the world from turning it's not gonna stop my world from turning um having medical bills like y'all gonna get what i can give when i get the bills you know and that it's just gonna be what it is i don't know what else like we all know that the healthcare system is boo-boo and going to the hospital is like taking on another car note sometime like not that you have to pay a lot but just that it the the prices can can mount up so quickly and it's like, okay, I saw a doctor for 15 minutes and now y'all want thousands of dollars from me. Like, it's crazy. But I said, fuck it. Because I can either sit here suffering or I can deal with that on the back end. So Sunday morning, I packed a little bag and I drove myself to the ER. Got to the ER. I went to, funnily enough, in the area that I live in, is called the Medical Center, which, huh. I know y'all are like, so you scared to go to the damn hospital and you live in the medical center. Mind your business, okay? Because my fears may be irrational, but they are mine. Anyway, I ended up picking a hospital that I didn't think would have a lot of traffic because if you guys don't know, Houston is big in, in the medical field. Um, A lot of the hospitals are like juggernauts and cancer research and things like that. So I was like, okay, I need to, pick a hospital that I don't think is going to be just overrun so to speak so I ended up going to the same hospital that I was born in so I was like okay well that's a little connection with history I mean now that I think about it it's a little weird it's like oh well you went to the same hospital where you were born and now you're like having health I don't mm, I didn't I don't know if I thought that through anyway so I went the ER was basically clear I mean that hospital was like a uh a ghost town so i was thankful for that because on tv every time you see someone go to the er it's like it's it, it's too much it's people everywhere and it's moaning and it's crying and it's hollering and somebody always is arguing with the lady about their insurance and then it's always somebody on a on a stretcher flying through the er and Oh, it was just an explosion, and you know, here's this person they're missing a. You know, every time you see an ER depicted on TV, it's chaos. So, to go to this ER, I checked in, they opened the doors, and the nurse was standing there waiting for me. Took me right to the room. Fast forward, they'd start doing all kinds of testing and all of this stuff. So, a couple of things that I want to highlight from my stay in the hospital. This is the ER. I ended up staying for uh, six days. I can't talk. I ended up staying for six days and it's like, oh my God. Anyway, so I'm in the ER and you know, they do that thing where it's like, I'm your nurse, but here's like a shadow nurse. And that always irks me. Cause I'm like, I don't like a lot of people around me, but I try to be nice because I know that they have to learn somehow. Um, so then the ER doctor comes in and he, we start having dialogue and I already don't like his bedside manner. I'm in the hospital, you guys. And I've gotten to a point where I'm like, there's no point in me kicking myself about how I got here and what haven't I been doing right? What can I do? Like I had gotten past that point and I'm, I was in solution mode. Like, let's figure out what's wrong with me and let's figure out what I can do so that I can feel better. And the doctor was on some, well, I just didn't want you to get like, and I know. first of all, sir, you don't know me. Second of all, I'm already here. So your thoughts about you not wanting me to get to this point because of my age or whatever shit you got going on, it does not matter. And I had to tell him that I said, I am in solution mode. What can we do? We don't need to sit here hashing back and forth about how I got here. You're wasting time. And frankly, you're getting on my fucking nerves. What's wrong with me? What do we do? Because he's like, well, why haven't you been to the doctor in so long? I'm like, because I was unemployed for a long time. I didn't have any fucking money. I didn't have any insurance. Well, what were you doing in all that time? Looking for a job. What the fuck do you think I was doing while I was unemployed? Like, are you stupid? And um, anyone who knows me and who has interacted with me in person, you guys know that sometimes my facial expressions say a lot more than my mouth. And so after I said, looking for a job, I I must have made a face because he was, I could tell that he was visibly rattled. And I told him point blank, I said, solutions. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about how I got here. I don't give a fuck about how you feel about me being here. You know, I get it. You're supposed to quote unquote care. I don't, I, I, I don't care. Like you, trying to hash out how I got here is not showing me that you care well how you could show me that you care about me as your patient let's move forward what do we do what do we do so later he comes back and he's like oh you know I just wanted to apologize I didn't mean to come at you some kind of way I was just blah 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 blah." I was like I don't want to hear that sir 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 I don't want to fucking hear this I thought I made myself clear the first time I don't wanna hear it, all right? If you feel bad because your bedside manner was a little shitty and I had to chin check that ass, that's on you. Apology accepted, still, we're, we we need to move forward. Anyway, long story short, he came back and uh, again and was like, well, yeah, um, you're gonna have to stay. You got some, yeah, you got some shit going on. You're gonna have to stay. And I was like, and I, I had prepared myself I was hoping that it was something that they would be like, we'll give you this, it'll get you right temporarily. Here's some prescriptions, that'll get you right. Make sure you see your PCP within, you know, 10 days. But on the other side, I was like, these symptoms and the stuff that I'm dealing with, this is this seems pretty major. So I was, and I had packed a bag. So I was prepared to have to be admitted to the hospital. And lo and behold, that's what happened go upstairs i'm in the hospital and the bulk of the time that i was there like i said before i was in the hospital for six days from last sunday to i just got released this past friday and i was in there that long a lot of that was just testing like it wasn't like i was so far gone that they were doing stuff to me every day a lot of it was just testing they were like well this looks this looks wonky, we need to test this. And this looks wonky, we need to test this. So a lot of it was testing and it wasn't just like testing all day. A lot of it was, okay, you got a test schedule for this morning and then that was it. And I'm sitting there, you know, chilling, watching TV, watching Charm, watching Supernatural, whatever the case may be. So the nurses, let me, ooh, listen, 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 listen. So because of what I was in the hospital for, apparently they had they had a schedule of when they needed to do my vitals. And they have this mentality that it's vitals over everything. Like they don't care if I'm sleep. They don't care if I was trying to eat. If I was in there trying to pee, they're like, it's time for your vitals. And I was like, mm. Now, most of the time it was okay because I was expecting it. But there were a few times where I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? So one of those times, I had one nurse already in there and she was trying to get an IV into my arm to serve for my for the duration of my stay. Another nurse comes with the little thing so she can check my blood pressure and my vitals. And she's trying to put a cuff on my arm while another nurse is trying to give me uh, medicine through my IV. And I'm like, I had to catch myself because my initial thought was, bitch, you can't wait. You see this woman trying to put something in my IV and you trying to put this cuff on my arm. I said, like, you can't wait? Oh, oh, sorry. I'm like, are you stupid? What's wrong with you? Trying to be nice to the nurses because it's. I know that that can be kind of a thankless job. But in that situation, I was like, so we're just not gonna use our common sense. You can't wait literally two or three minutes for this other lady to finish with my IV before you come trying to check my blood pressure, my temperature. Like, let's use our common sense. It is there for a reason. Well, maybe not with her because I had to tell her that. But anyway. So that was one instance so I was like, "Okay, nurse, you need to get it together." Another instance, you know, I was sitting there and like I could be in the middle of eating and here they come and they don't care. So later in the week I was eating and a nurse came in and I had I was fed up. I was trying to eat, I didn't want to be interrupted. I was like, "Can can you can you wait like 10 minutes for me to eat?" And she's like, "Oh, well, um, I was supposed to get your vitals before your lunch, but I guess your lunch got here first. Yes, girl, the lunch is already here. I've already put the pepper on the goddamn mashed potatoes. I am trying to eat. If you were supposed to be here before lunch, that's on you, all right? Get out of my face. I didn't say get out of my face. I think I had the get out of my face look on my face, but I didn't say it, so, you know, kudos to me because i can be real rude when i want to be but i try i try very 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 hard not to be rude like i <laughs> i was telling my friend nikki and you know what i'll get to that in a minute i was telling nikki i said you know i try very hard not to let the mean gemini twin come out to play because if if i want to be mean i can be mean but I don't get anything out of it. Like usually is, is the only thing I get out of it is a story of where I was talking crazy to someone, but I don't really get anything out of being mean. So I try very hard not to let that part of me show, like you have to really piss me off for that, for the evil twin to come out, you know, lack of a better term. But these nurses had me very, very close. You know, I I want that to be understood (laughs) some of the and then there was a changing of the nurses and they were coming in at all hours of the day i'm in there trying to get some beauty rest and they hello hello trying to wake me up and i wanted to be like if i'm asleep, why don't you just leave me alone but no they don't leave me alone because vitals over everything okay fine whatever all of the testing everything was cool except that when they when they whiz you around those halls trying to get you from a to b it's cold as like hospitals are cold as hell and i I, you know you know that hospitals are cold because i'm that person that's never cold like it could be cold outside and just a little bit of a walk to get from one place to another with a jacket i'll be sweating like i'm always that person that's like overheating so for me to be in the hospital freezing, I was like, oh, I know it's cold as fuck in here. And then they rush you, everything's just in the rush. I'm in a wheelchair and they whizzing like, like it's a goddamn race. And I was just, it's just, it was too, it was a lot going on. Now, a lot of the testing that I had to do, I was familiar with, you know, I've had a lot of this testing done before. So it wasn't that bad. The main thing was just, I'm in the hospital. Like I don't really have any privacy and I'm stuck here and I can't really eat when I want to, you know, I have to eat when the, when the people bring the food. Um, I was on a fluid restriction, so I could not, you know, even drink as much as I wanted to. I was just like, okay. You know, I had my iPad. She served me well. Um, and TNT served me well. Like I said, I was watching charmed and supernatural and bones bones which is, uh, no longer on the air, but it's one of my favorite shows. And I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was like, okay, I mean, I guess, you know, this a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a, of a rest and, and, and relaxation type of thing, because there's not much I can do in between waiting for the doctors to tell me the results of various testing. So, All in all, it it wasn't a a horrible experience. I mean, nobody wants to be in the hospital, but I felt like as far as hospital stays go, it could have been a lot worse as far as the actual experience and the aftermath. So I felt like I got out of it pretty well. I mean, you know, obviously I have some marching orders and I, I have some things that I need to follow up with doctors about, but again, like I said, it could have been a lot worse. Um one thing that I did have to do while I was in the hospital is I had to tell one of my friends I'm not going to be able to talk to you while I'm here. Like I'll update you when I get out, but I can't I can't give you the blah 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 because you're doing too much. So I was trying to tell my friend, "Hey, you know, I told her I was in the hospital and immediately she starts freaking out now there's a backstory there about why she was freaking out but everything was what the fuck and i was just like okay so i could be like okay they brought me jello but it tastes funny what the fuck i would say oh the, the doctor came in and he only gave me a little bit of information because he has to refer to another doctor what the fuck i could be like oh you know i felt Like the sky was green when I woke up this morning. What the fuck? Everything was what the, like literally every sentence that I said to her or that I texted her, she would reply with what the fuck. And it got to a point where I was like, I cannot deal with this. Like it took everything in me to stay calm and not freak out about being in the hospital in the first place. And so trying to, to tell my best friend or one of my best friends, hey, this is what's going on. I'm trying to keep you abreast so that you know what's happening while I'm here. And literally every sentence was what the, I'm like, are you even taking in what I'm saying or are you just reacting because you feel a way about where I am? So it got to the point where I had to tell her, I said, you know, I'm just not gonna be able to give you any any additional updates because the way that you are responding is not helping. Like I can't sit here, I don't have the energy to keep myself calm and to try to calm you down. Like, I get it. You're not here. You you don't have physical access. Like, I get it. There's a lot. But at the same time, you have to realize I'm the one laying in the hospital bed. And that's not to try to play victim or anything. But again, like I said, I'm trying to keep it calm and collected until I can gather all the information from what the doctors are doing and saying. And you freaking out in between every sentence is not helping. So that was one of those things where I was like, you know what, I just have to let her know because I can't deal with this. Like, I I think that was on like Wednesday. I was like, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. I can't deal with this every day. Every time I get a piece of news from one of the three doctors that I had while I was there, you freaking out. And everything is "What what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you, why are you doing this? What the fuck? So that was unfortunate, but Necessary, And when I got out of the hospital and I got home and we talked on FaceTime, you know, and we talked it through and I was like, this is why I did that. And she was like, yeah, you know, I just I was I was freaking out and thinking that things were worse than they really are, which, you know, is understandable. You hear somebody's in the hospital, you immediately think the worst. But I just couldn't deal with it, y'all. Like, I just I could not deal with it. It was making me crazy. It was making me freak out when I wasn't even freaking out to begin with. I was like, I got to nip this in the bud. So last but not least about this hospital stay is I have to give praise to my friend Nikki. Um, I don't know what I did in this life or the previous life to be blessed with this woman, but I'm so thankful for her. To, and to think that we met on Twitter, like I, it just still freak, it just, it, it just a little, I can't even speak because I'm that flabbergasted that one of the best people in my life that I can depend on, I met on Twitter, but when I went and, and they admitted me and I was like, okay, I'm going to be here for the duration. I texted her and I said, and I felt bad. Because I was like, I know you have a lot going on, but I I need you. And she was like, What's going on? And I was like, I'm in the hospital. I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. I need you to come and get my keys and I need you to take care of nigga cat. And it was nothing. She was like, Okay, I'll be there later on and then my trash ass fell asleep when she was trying to figure out where I was. Like she knew what hospital I was in. But she, I guess she was calling for like the, the hospital room or something. By, it, by that time, it was like eight that night. I was exhausted. Like just, it was just so much going on. And it, the mental taxation that you experience when you're trying to keep calm, like it takes a lot of energy not to just freak out and let it all hang out. So I was tired, but her being her, being a resourceful black woman, you know, she knew where I was. She figured it out she showed up. She got my keys and I was embarrassed because I had been sick for so long. My apartment looked like a hobo's den. Like it was trash everywhere. It, my, my apartment was just a mess, but I was just like, if I can get from one point to the other, like I'm sick, I just, I just didn't have the energy to be cleaning up no damn apartment. So I was super embarrassed because I'm that person that, I don't have people over my house If it's not spotless Like that's just not how I was raised And it's not how I function It's not how Like I, my apartment could be a mess To me But if, if, if I'm gonna have somebody Like even if I'm hooking up with somebody Like if a nigga is coming over To suck my dick I'm gonna be like Well let me clean up before he come, Because That's just how I am Like I, I, I just It's not in me to present A dirty household So To unexpectedly be to the point where I can't Be be home to clean up And I was like I was so embarrassed But she was like I don't give a fuck about none of that shit Like you in the hospital Who gives a fuck I give a fuck Okay that's just how I am I give a fuck I can't help it But You know Shout out to her She made sure that Nigga Cat was taken care of You know She took out trash She She cleaned his litter box like when i came home i didn't have as much stuff to do and but just having somebody that i could that i could depend on and i wasn't very forthcoming like I, like i when i got to the hospital wasn't like i was letting everybody know hey i'm in the hospital I, it just didn't even occur to me because i feel like i have certain people that i needed to i needed them to know But it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to broadcast, not that I was like embarrassed or scared or anything like that. It just I don't know. It just didn't even occur to me like, okay, here's a list of people that I need to let know that I'm in the hospital. It was just kind of like. okay, this is something that I'm dealing with and I'm used to dealing with things alone, but I have this other life that I'm responsible for. I mean, it's a pet life, but still like I ain't trying to come home to no dead cat. So I was like somebody needs to know that i'm here and uh you know Nikki's always been the one that i could rely on like if if i'm traveling like when i was traveling a lot for work and pleasure at one point you know nikki was the one she had a key to my apartment and she would come and make sure that my cat was okay because you know she's like she has like a bleeding heart for animals at least you know my cat and hers so, like, if, even if I go out of town for three days She's, like, mad and, and side eye me If I don't tell her So she can come check on my cat And I'm like, he'll be fine for three days Like, I'm leaving on I'll be back on the third day It's fine, like, you know It's like Jesus, like, I'll be back on the third day It's fine, he'll be fine He has enough food, he has enough water And she's like, but he ain't got no companionship And I'll be like, sis, you need to calm down I mean, I kind of get it, but, girl So being able to depend on her and you know she came to see me a couple of times and just being having someone that she was calm and she was rational no shade to my other friend but she she was calm and rational the whole time and she kind of had the same mindset as me like okay what's going on what are they doing and what are we going to do moving forward so that you don't be in this position again so that you're not in this position again and i really appreciated that so i just I stand for her all the time on this show. If you go back to episode 24, you can hear her on the show, and I probably need to have her on the show again, but I'm thinking that'll be whenever the next Beyonce thing happens so that we can stand together. But long story short, I just want to say thank you to her. I know she's going to hear this eventually, and I'm thankful for her because it's just... It's nice that when I'm going through something, I think of someone that can help me do things and it just, it, it happens, it gets done. Like having people that you can really rely on like that is invaluable. Fuck all the other shit, fuck all of the clubbing and all of the stuff, like all of that is fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, the people that you surround yourself with, if you cannot rely on them, in your time of need, it's probably not people that you need to have close to you. You probably need to separate them and put them on the outer layers of friendship. They don't need to be in your inner circle is what I'm saying. So I'll wrap this up with the obvious and some of it is hypocritical, but hey, we live and we learn. So really guys, we we need to learn how to listen to our bodies. And for myself, I listen to my body but sometimes I'm slow on the uptake. Like in this instance, I was a little slow on the uptake. I wasn't sure because I've had instances in the past where my body was talking. And I was like, OK, what's this about? But it was temporary because it was kind of like a warning. Like, OK, you know, we've entered a new weight class and we ain't with this shit. So like, for instance, a couple of years ago, I had a, a brief stint where I could not process wheat gluten. And when I say I couldn't process it, I mean anything that had gluten in it was coming right back up. Like my body was like, the answer is no. And it was so random. I was at work one day and I got sick. Like my boss came into my office to talk to me about something and he looked at me like, are you, what is going on with you? He was like, you sweating and you look clammy and you look gray. And I was like, gray, I'm too damn dark to be gray. What the fuck? So I had to go home. And, um, it took me like a week and a half to figure out every time I ate something with wheat gluten in it, I got sick. Cause I was thinking back about what I was eating. Cause that was the only variable that I could think of. And it was like, okay, the first day I got sick, I had a wheat, uh, not a wheat. I had a wrap, like a, a sandwich wrap at work. So I was like, maybe it was something bad in the wrap. Okay. Um, then I got sick another time and I had to really narrow it down. And I think it was a frozen meal and I had to go back in the trash and look at the ingredients. And I saw that it had wheat gluten in, in like the sauce. And I was like, huh? And then I got sick again because I think I had another, some kind of wrap, but it was at a restaurant. And when I finally realized, okay, every time I've gotten sick, I've either eaten bread or I've eaten something with gluten. And so when I stopped and I cut that out completely, I was fine. So it was three months that I could not process wheat gluten. I lost like 30 pounds. Um, and my body was like, okay, it's all good now. And it was just a crazy, like I've had instances where every now and then I'll have something temporary going on with my body And it's kind of like a warning. So I was like, well, maybe these symptoms that I'm having are like that. They're like a warning. But I was like, okay, it's been a couple days. This shit ain't going away. And I don't know, like, if I put this shit into WebMD and it tells me I died three days ago, I'm going to be real. I don't know. So listen to your body is my point. Like, listen to your body and don't be slow on the uptake. Like, I know that the... The healthcare system is so boo-boo and depending on how your insurance is it, it it could i mean that's scary in itself because you just think about the debt that you're going to have to take on and that's enough to shit have make you have a heart attack but you just got to weigh your priorities like um, money is money is money like if you ain't got it then you ain't got it but your health that like there's there's no there's nothing you can do you have to make sure that you, You have your health, you know, especially if you have people that depend on you, people that love you, people don't want to see you go prematurely over some stuff that you could have prevented. I know that that is probably a little controversial to say, but it's the truth. You know, a lot of times when you think about people who who die and they had complications from heart failure or diabetes and you were included enough to know that it was something that they could have avoided if they had taking better care of themselves or if they had gone to the doctor it 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 fucks with you and i try not to be one of those black people and one of those black men specifically that does not go to the doctor and doesn't take care of themselves but you know i'm not perfect so it is what it is uh so that's the next thing is like don't let fear keep you from preserving your health fear of doctors fear of needles fear of of getting bad news fear of of medical debt fear of all of that stuff is not worth it you guys it is not worth letting your health deteriorate because you're scared to get bad news you know i had a friend at one point that he was sick and he was so deathly afraid of just getting bad news that he wouldn't go back to the doctor for follow-ups and stuff like that and i'm sitting here trying to tell him it's better to know and have that knowledge so that you can fight whatever it is that you're going through versus you sitting here not knowing, just you like you don't know what your body is doing in the meantime, while you, and I was like, it's just, it's crazy. Like you need to know so that you have all of the tools and the knowledge. But he was, he just, he was so scared of getting that bad news that he refused. And that's my my, my point to you guys, anyone that's listening or even if you hear this and you someone comes to mind, you know, have that conversation with them. Hey, you know, your health is not worth it. Like I know it's scary, but you have a support system. If you need someone to hold your hand while you're going through it, in case you do get bad news, but it's better to know than not know. You know, the more you know, you know, you guys can't see it, but that that rainbow is over my head right now. Anyway take the necessary steps to put yourself first. And that goes for everybody because only you is going to take care. Only you can take care of you. Um, nobody can do it for you. I mean, you may have somebody that's willing to help and take care of you and everything, but at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own health. And a lot of times that responsibility, it, 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 that responsibility it it washes over into other areas so you're responsible for your health because if you're not healthy you can't take care of your pet if you're not healthy you can't take care of your child you can't do the things that you need to do in life if you're not healthy so that's why i say it's very important to put yourself first put your health first you got to make time for things i know that people are busy i was talking to my friend Bree about this She's like, I'm super busy. I got these two kids. I got this job. I got a lot going on. But at the end of the day, if if I don't make the time for my health, then what are they going to do if I come down with something? If something happens to me, what are my kids going to do? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it sucks. And sometimes it's like, it's not enough hours in the day, but you have to put yourself first. You absolutely have to make time for what's important when it comes to your health there's just no there's no way around it you know especially i mean you don't and you should not have to have people that depend on you or anything like that but in the instance that you do it makes it even that much more important but in my instance you know it's not like i have kids or anything like that but i do have people around me that love me they want to see me they don't want Obviously, nobody wants to bury me. So it's just like, you know, I have to I have to do what I have to do. So make time for what's important. And your health needs to be one of those things. There's really no other way to say that. So, well, yeah, with that being said, you guys, that is going to wrap up this episode, this health conscious episode of Gay Side Stories. And I know some of y'all are like, what this got to do with gay shit? Look 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 all right it's one of those things it's just like you can be gay you can be lesbian trans asexual whatever the case may be we all are humans we all have bodies we all have health that we need to be concerned with so it's just as gay as anything else to be quite honest because i know a lot of gay men specifically that that don't take care of themselves you know they they party hard they eat whatever they may work out but they're not taking care of their overall health like a lot of us in the community just don't don't put our health at at a high enough priority it's not on a high enough pedestal so you know that's why i'm here and i'm telling this Vague story, you know, I'm not I mean, it's not vague. You guys um you guys get it. I had it was major enough that I had to be in the hospital for six days, but you know, without getting to this into the specifics of what I'm dealing with just because that's my business. Um, but yeah, you know, so encourage someone if they if you know they haven't been to the doctor in a long time, encourage them to make an appointment. You know, if they've been to the doctor but they not really heeding you know medical advice of things that they should be that they could be doing differently just you know kind of nudge them and be like hey you know it could be worse don't take it for granted because i think we all know a lot there's a lot of gays that you know they live it up in their 20s and by the time they get to their 30s and 40s you're like why are you so broken down and that's no shade it's not even trying to be funny you just it doesn't make sense because 40 is so young you know you look at all of the 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 gay men that literally drop dead in their forties, and you're like, how does this happen? And you know, you don't you don't take care of your health in your twenties and your thirties. It, it's a possibility. So that's really the reason why I wanted to be transparent with this episode and let you guys know I am no different. I'm human, just like everyone else. As much as I wish I was a mutant, didn't have to deal with this kind of shit. As far as health, I am not. So I'm here. And I'm sure a lot of you probably hear this, and you can agree. So, yeah, just let's just let's take better care of ourselves, and if by ex- in by extension, each other. That's all I'm. Mean. You know, it's not even a kumbaya, spread love. It's like literally, we just need to take better care of ourselves. So, for the second time, that is gonna wrap up this. I have one more thought. <laughs> It's so funny because I listened to uh, Kevin's last episode of The Outline, talking about the outline again. Look, I stand for the outline. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Go suck your mama's dick or something. I don't know. But his last episode, he was talking about his birthday coming up. And it was like the polar opposite of this episode. And really was part of the inspiration about why I wanted to do this. But his, he was talking about, I've never been in better health, you know, because he's a vegan and he's gotten into yoga and he started lifting weights and anyway um so it's like the polar opposite I'm like I'm laying in the hospital bed like ain't this a bitch but I was like you know what it's necessary because that's life like you get the light and sometimes you get the dark so I thought that was funny and uh shout out to him kind of inspiring this episode I mean I, I thought I was going to do this anyway but when I heard that uh episode of his i think i want to say i was what sad, whenever that was that i listened to it i was like well isn't this just you know, this is funny here i am like oh you know take care of your health because you could be like me you'd be all raggedy and he's like oh i've never felt better i'm like doing backflips and walking on the ceilings and shit and i'm like ain't this a bitch anyway that is the end of this episode you guys go to gaysidestories.com for more information and if you want to get in contact with me, you can email me. It's at stories at gmail.com. If you want to follow and interact on social media, it's at GaySideStories on Twitter and Instagram. GaySideStories on Facebook, facebook.com slash GaySideStories. And the GaySideStories Facebook group is hashtag GaySidePod. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, use the hashtag gay side pod when you guys are listening subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you're not already this show is available on a multitude of different platforms i think i need to probably do an inventory and see if there's any others that i need to try to get on but for now it's good please rate um, wherever you can leave a rating but specifically on apple Podcasts, the purple app as barry from pods and color would call it Five-star ratings, please, four or five. If you feel so inclined to write a review, I would appreciate that too. Uh, I may try to start reading those sometime on the air if I you know, start getting them more often, but at least leave the rating. It helps with the visibility of the show and all of that good stuff. You guys hear that on tons of podcasts. Why does every podcast have to say that? Because it's important, all right? We value your, your listenership. We love that you take the time to, to download our episodes and listen to what we have to say. But we just need a little bit of, of, of interaction and feedback from you guys to make it that much better. So besides just tweeting me and leaving SoundCloud comments as you listen to the show, if you leave a review, I would be very appreciative. Also, make sure you're sharing the show with others. It's a small grassroots podcast. I know some of you are like, well, you know, such and such, and you know, that doesn't have anything to do with this, you know, me knowing or being acquainted with certain people who are big in the podcast game that doesn't have anything to do with my podcast. All right. My podcast is small grassroots. How does it get bigger? Word of mouth. You know, so I, I appreciate everyone who whenever someone asks on Twitter for podcast recommendations and you guys throw my name or you throw the show's name out. I am thank you so much. Like it means a lot to me. So, sharing the show with others is very important. Please do that. Make sure you're checking out all the different things that I have going on with the show. Now that I feel better, my health is something that is not a burden on me and is ha- and is making it difficult for me to do the show every week. I'm very excited to kind of get back into the groove of things and I'm excited to bring some guests on. Uh, and just put put that blood, sweat, and tears into the show again, like I was before I hit the one year mark. I felt like that. I hit that one year mark, and then it was just kind of like, ugh, you know, just I I just didn't have any energy, and I didn't have any fucks to give. Granted, you know, again, that was because I was not feeling well. But it is what it is. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You could be listening to any other podcast. There are literally hundreds of thousands out there if not millions and you take a little bit of time out of your day to listen to this little rinky dink show and i i i don't know what else to say but thank you thank you thank you thank you um and you guys don't forget the commandment the hidden commandment it may be on the back side of the rock but thou shalt protect thy walls or they will crumble and i'm out of here you guys i will see you next week bye guys